no further information. It's a podcast for cops and the people who make those urinal cakes that you piss on. This episode will focus on cops. The storyteller you're about to listen to is wise beyond his years. I also only had to yell at him five fucking times during this interview. He's a great guy, a great friend, and he always, always does the right thing. You're about to hear from Officer Lopez, a city street cop. I'm Officer Lopez, and I'm a police officer. I would describe you uh, nervous in a good way. Nervous in a good way because to your to your benefit, you're always second-guessing your decisions. You're always saying, is this the right thing? Am I doing this the right way? Mm-hmm. Um, w- where does that come from? I mean, is it fear of getting in trouble, fear of getting it right? Yes. Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think because the way law enforcement has come now today, how it is now today, um, you see it all the time where the officer, you know, fucks up or the officer could have done this better or the officer couldn't have done this better. And because he didn't make that decision, now he's, you know, um, going through circumstances where it could have been prevented. So I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. Honestly, I think in the field, I think we're always going to second guess ourselves. Um, but it also can be a bad thing because if you're in that hostile situation, if you're second guessing yourself, you don't know what to do then it could potentially be something really bad as well. Do you um, remember your first arrest? Unfortunately, uh, I don't. I do believe by myself. I, we, we did get an arrest while I was in FTO, um, but I don't remember my first arrest, unfortunately, no. On your own, you don't remember? I don't remember. Most people remember? I, they, I know, but I was, I was, I was, I was uh, hearing your podcast yesterday, and I was like, Damn, I can't remember when my first arrest was. That's crazy. Do you remember one of among your earliest? I do. Um, I do. Um, I think one of my, I would say probably about maybe my first five, one to five arrests. Um, it was a lot of a lot of marijuana. It was a good. It was a good seize. Um, that's my biggest one that I've that I have, you know, that, that I feel accomplished. I have found. Do you remember how much you got? I believe it was about five pounds total, maybe, I think. Five pounds of marijuana, mm-hmm. um, along with a revolver, um, supposedly some stolen AirPods and stuff like that. I don't think you're giving this story the credit that it deserves. <laughs> so <clears throat> what did you stop this guy for? So I stopped him because he, uh, what initially caught, caught my eye was because he made an immediate left lane, left lane change. So I was just like, that's odd. And he didn't do it until, again, I was right behind his vehicle. Now let's buckle down on this. Is this unsafely, without signaling? What are we talking here? So 
it, it, he he made he, he made a legal he made an illegal was, lane he made a legal lane change he said legal, no right. but it was just the fact of the immediate lane change that i saw um and that which when which i was just like hmm that's odd it kind of caught my eye so i, I ran you, the, you know and who can articulate what's odd right who can articulate why is it weird to you well I think as police officers, we can we can articulate it as the more we run into traffic stops, uh, yeah, but we see the normal flow of traffic, and we're just like, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, but you're 17 minutes into the fucking job, you know? Yeah. Like, so that's good. I'm, this is yeah. it's, I know it sounds insulting, but it's meant to be complimentary. You pick up on that observation. Yeah. You pick up on that. So something seems odd in you. Uh, what did you eventually stop him for? I, uh, it, I got an expired registration return. Right. Whenever I ran his return, I, I which we his. probably need to come back to later on in the story, <laughs> right about the registration. Yeah. So you get him stopped, and then what? So I, I stop him, and then I mean, as soon as you make, as soon as I made contact, you could smell the marijuana out mm-hmm. coming from inside the vehicle. How it many was, people are in the car? It was one single person. Mm-hmm. So immediately, whenever I pulled him over, I mean. He just showed really signs of nervousness, and not the kind of nervousness whenever you get pulled over by police. Sure. You know, I think as you do a lot of traffic stops, and I have done a lot of traffic stops in just a short period that I've been a cop. Um, we were traffic heavy. Very, very. Um, with twelve, almost 12 miles of, you right. know, of a certain highway, then yes. Um, in a small town, that's pretty much, I'm not going to say all you do, but it is kind of. Well, we're not, as, we're not as call for service heavy. Correct. We, we weren't as call for service Correct. heavy. So um, you get up and you're talking to him. <clears throat> and uh, what are your moves here? I mean, you, so, it, it, this seems like an l- easy layup. So, yeah, I, mean, I made contact with him, and his story just an, isn't adding up. I can't recall exactly what he said, but it, at, the st- at the time, his story wasn't adding up. Um, and uh, I checked the registration. He did point out, he was like, well, I have a current registration sticker. Right. Right. So I rotate over to the uh, A pillar, and I, and sure enough, he does have a current registration sticker but it was that expired, displays. Expired but in the, the system, it had indicated that it was expired. Yes, um, and at that point, again with again with the with the marijuana that I that I you know that I that I uh, that I could smell from coming from the car, I uh, put him out the vehicle and then um, call for backup and um, you know. Uh, when I was searching the vehicle, that's whenever I found, uh, like, it was like five bundles of marijuana inside of the vehicle. At this point, is it the most you've found? To this day, yes. Um, it's the most weight I've uh, I have found, yes. And what's going through your head? I've never encountered this before. I'm just like, what What do I do? You know, I've never, at this point, I'm only maybe, I would say probably maybe not more than two months out of FTO, I think. I think not more than two months. And but yeah, and so what are the what are the investigative steps? I mean, you know, we, we you know, is, is is it Mandel? You know, is it just straight up possession? What, what are you What are you asking? What are you who 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 who? Nobody takes a class in drug interdiction uh, seventeen minutes out of the academy. So no. you know, what what are we thinking here? So uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, because we had such low call volume, it's kind of one of those things where you may not experience everything that you may experience out whenever you're out of FTO, in FTO. We sure the fuck tried. Yeah. We sure the yeah. fuck tried. Because so, we got into some shit. <clears throat> it, it was kind of one of those things where, I'll be honest with you, I, uh, I watched a lot of cops and 
and oh, TV God. shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No fucking piece of shit. It does have a benefit, though, I, I would no, say. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I, I, in my opinion, No, it, it doesn't. It's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, you, let me ask you this. Do you still watch cops and all these stupid I don't, shows? No. Right. No. Every, and everybody, no, every, every cop does this, right? No. They, before they get on the job, they're like, oh, yeah, cops and live PD. Oh, yeah, look at them. I'm going to fucking no. be just like that. And then as soon as you get on the job, you realize how fucking yep. stupid that it's, shit is and how reckless and fucking dangerous all the shit that they do on camera is. Yep. And you say, yeah, I have no interest. Well, to that point, uh, I, I, you know, with, with TV shows like that, um, most of those recordings are being done out of state. And so they have to abide by their state laws. And, you know, I, I feel like it's good to kind of see how tactically officers handle those kind of situations. But legally applying law it's it's not the same i would even argue that they're bad for tactics i mean i would argue that 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 is not the way to handle these types of calls and there's a lot of showmanship for the cameras i agree and it, it's picking and choosing they don't pick up the 98 percent of the job that's just sitting Correct. around Correct. on our asses with our thumbs up our fucking buttholes yeah um so you know you're you're interviewing this guy and you're asking him about the dope. You're asking. You found Correct. it. Is he in handcuffs at this point? He is. He is detained at this point. Yes. But not under arrest. He is not under arrest. Okay. So, what's your next goal here? So, at that point, I'm still I'm still investigating whether you know what kind of possession he has. So, is it with uh, possession with intent to deliver? Because um, again, the quantity is just so high. It's a normal, you know, recreational use. You don't have this many bundles. It's it's crazy. So teach our listeners how to how to overcome that hump. How do you go from possession to Mandel? So in my experience, again, I mean, the type of signs you want to look for as far as from from what I've run into, what I've been trained, again, um, you know, is there large quantities of money? Is there large? Don't give me the textbook answer. Okay. Okay. This isn't a fucking Haida course. I could pay <laughs> I could pay one hundred and eighty five dollars for that. I want you, the fucking cop. Tell me. Tell me, like, what do you ask him? Hey, bud, where are you coming from? So, uh, where are you headed to? Yeah, I'm asking him where he's going, where he's coming How from. How do you make your money? Um, it just wasn't any, adding up. Yeah, does you he know? have any cash yeah. on him? Yeah, all these, you know. So, unfortunately, I mean, again, I, I'm investigating whether he he had intent to deliver this. Um, I'm asking him questions like, you know, um, why do you have so much marijuana? Why do you have so much weed? You know, what are you going to do? Who who, do you, who did you buy it from? Where did you go to get this? Um, my friend, my cousin, go ahead. My, no, my, my cousin, I bought it from my cousin. Oh, yeah. I bought it from my friend. Yep. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Facebook where, marketplace. <laughs> well, that's where the AirPods came from. Right. Yep. The AirPods came from uh, Facebook marketplace. Um, what I didn't find about the, the AirPods is, I mean, they look identical to realistic Apple products, but they weren't. They weren't actually real. Oh, did you find that out all on your own? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Through your amazing so detective I, skills. No, so I mean, because this case was so complex, and uh, honestly, I mean, it is a complex case. No, absolutely. You know, it is. Especially for um, a new guy. Yeah. So I, I did end up calling you to help me out, you know, and I remember you meeting me at the jail and right. interrogating him and, right. you know, so... Um, and this dude was, he was stalwart, right? Yeah. He, he, would, he, he was like, he would not he give would it up. He would break. He would not break, yeah. no. I'm, I'm threatening this guy, and I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm going to fucking take your dog. I'm going to take your mother's dog. 
Yep. I'm going to take the fucking dog's dog, and, you know, we're, we're throwing all these fucking... Well, because all we know, he purchased the dog with the, you know, with the, uh, with the uh, money... You yeah, know, you don't have to, this dope. You, you know? don't. You don't have to keep so. going on the dog thing. <laughs> but but we're but and he's just, he's not budging. He's not. He's not. He's not giving. No, he's not. And so we end up. You we you ended up charging him with uh, just possession. Of, just possession. Yeah, just because possession. we couldn't get it on him. And then so. we took his phone. We took those bullshit AirPods. Correct. Which we really couldn't tie to anything. No. What eventually happened with this? <laughs> all our fucking hard work. All the fucking back and forths. So. To this day, I really don't know what happened to the case. Um, I can't recall whether the DA dropped it or not. I, I can't recall whether they did or not. Um, but I didn't hear anything else after that. Yeah, they dropped it. Okay. They dropped it because they claimed, remember, you had a supplement. You had to go back. And they said there wasn't sufficient reasonable suspicion for the traffic stop. I remember you telling me that. Not, and I, I, I was just like, I was blown away. I was just like, are you serious? How does that make you feel? To be honest, in that moment, it, it pissed me off because it was just more like, are you serious? How, did, how could you say that I don't have enough reasonable suspicion based off of a return that was provided to me? We had the printed return. Correct. Showing, confirming what Correct. you saw. Correct. And the way I the way I look at it is, okay, whether or not he had current registration or not, um, I still had at least reasonable suspicion to pull that vehicle over which based on the return need. that I received. Which is all you need. Correct. And not only that, before I could even satisfy that reasonable suspicion, I had developed probable cause to search the vehicle. So that's kind of, that was frustrating to me. And I was just like, how could the DA throw that out? That's, that, it was very frustrating. The man, man hours and effort and to just be thrown out, to be honest with you. and the you know some of the worst incidents you can encounter um so it I, I do believe it does take an impact in personally it affects your family the job um you know we're not we're not prone to you know we're not known to have the best schedules um so miss plenty of holidays christmases thanksgivings um when i say many i mean as in maybe one <laughs> but uh even before that, again, doing security work and working in the jail, it kind of revolves the same thing. Um, you know, you, you, you have to work, you know, and you're not there all the time for the family. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where you can go to another profession if, you know, if it really bothers you that much. You can. Um, I think it's just one of those things that comes with being a street cop. You know, you're, you're going to get you're going to get the, the bad shit. end of it. You're going to get the shit schedule. You're going to see the bad things. You're going to see the good things. You're going to see a mix of all, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think, like I said, I, I think um, it's just kind of how you deal with that. What do you do to deal with that? For me, it was just more like whenever I spend time with my babies, with my family, it's kind of like it's a relaxation type of feeling, you know, like. It doesn't matter what you just saw five minutes ago. You know, you got to live right here 
with them right now. You're here right there. You're here right now. So be there with them right now. You know. Even though you just saw someone. Yep. Expire in front of you five minutes ago. Correct. Yep. Um, tell me about um, earlier. You mentioned about this difficult fatality crash that you experienced. Uh, was it your first? It was my first fatality. Yes. Um, Had you ever seen anything like that before in your life? No, I've never seen. I'll be honest with you. Besides my grandma passing away when I was younger, that's the only time I've really seen a dead body, to be honest with you. Um, and, and you said that you had just seen this person correct, 30 minutes prior to yep. the crash. So it was a, uh, again, uh, the, the, the same victim who suffered a fatality. We observed her. I was still in FTO. Um, we observed her walking on the highway on the inside median at that. We've dealt, we had dealt with she, with her and her significant other many many times okay. in the past yeah yeah so again we see her walking on the highway we you know we uh we made contact with her you know and um she didn't want to leave from inside that median what was she, she what was she doing well she, she was pushing back um she was walking away what <clears throat> what had she been doing on the highway so they were tra- they were traveling the opposite direction on the highway, and her boyfriend had threw the keys on the other side, on the other opposite direction from where they were traveling. Keys the, to her own to car. her vehicle. Yes, right. They were in another vehicle, this car. Correct. And then he, they had a fight. Correct. And she alleges that he took her keys and threw them out of the window. Correct. So now she's on the uh, northbound side of the interstate, looking for the keys on the inside median. Yes. Right. And of course, super dangerous. Speed limit seventy five. And you guys are telling her, hey, you got to get out of the interstate. Correct. So we, we restrain her for her safety because, again, I mean, it's, it's a busy, busy highway. She's so resistive to your direction. Correct. Hey, get out of the highway. you got to stop looking for the keys. She refused. She wouldn't listen. She kept walking to the point where you finally had to put her in handcuffs. Correct. Um, at that point, we escorted her back to her vehicle. Um, we had a mutual understanding from... <clears throat> All three of us, because I'm in FTO as well. That it's you, your sergeant, correct. and then the the subject. Correct. Um, we kind of explained to her, and it it's it it still impacts me to this day because I think about it and I'm just like Jesus. Words matter, you know. We told her, you cannot be on this highway or you will die. If you get hit by a car, you will die. And so I remember that vividly because my sergeant told her that. Um, and and since I, we came to an understanding, she said, I'm going to go home. And we kind of left it at that. We allowed her to leave. Um, and she said she was going to go home. We leave the scene. And an hour later. An hour later that when we get a call about a major accident, we respond to the scene and we notice it's her vehicle. The same vehicle that she was in um, whenever she was on the highway. And so... Being that, again, my sergeant had have had previous encounters with her, I can understand that it was a very, very emotional um, situation for her. Um, even for me, you know, to, to, to be like, I just saw you an hour ago. Right. And now you're dead, you know. And uh, the boyfriend is a frequent flyer that we've arrested before multiple times. Right. She's largely innocent. She's kind of a victim to his personality. She's often the victim of his little schemes and all his little doper friends. 
but she's never had any negative. Uh, we've never had any. We had never had any negative encounters with her necessarily. Mm-hmm. Never arrested her. Never summonsed her. She was the uh, quote unquote girlfriend. Also, these people are in their like late fifties, sixties. <laughs> but yeah. uh, she is the one who, with the license, with the insurance, Correct. with the the home is in her the, name as well. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he's the fucking loser, dingbat, dipshit. Yep. You know, and 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 we knew that about her. Correct. Worked at worked at a little restaurant in the nearby local town. Yep. You know, uh, just uh, harmless, harmless, stupid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. dumb, but harmless. Yeah. And 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 for all intents purposes, nice as as can be, always nice to us. Very. She was. I mean, despite in that moment, whenever she was actively on the highway, um, whenever we were able to escort her back to the vehicle, she was very compliant. Right. Very understanding. Right. Um, I guess it was just in the heat of a moment where she felt like she needed these keys. Right. She needed them. Um, so you come back out to this, cr- or you come out to this crash scene. What is the state of her vehicle? I mean, you recognize so, it, but yes, um, it was kind of hard at first to recognize the vehicle because the her vehicle was embedded on the front end of an eighteen wheeler, um, and the eighteen wheeler had caught fire. So it was kind of hard to recognize the rear end of the vehicle. Well, both vehicles vehicle. had caught fire. Yeah. She had. Yes. She was on the sh- after you guys bottled her up. You let her go, and mm-hmm. then she went back in her car and presumably drove away. But Correct. she, she, unbeknownst to you guys, she had returned to keep looking for the keys. Correct. Yep. She got back into her car, and then being on the shoulder, on the outside shoulder, meaning the le- right hand side, yes. she pulled out into a major lane of traffic uh, unsafely and was struck from the rear at about 65 miles per hour by this commercial vehicle. It wasn't an 18-wheeler, but it was a... Uh, a utility truck that was carrying a tank of inert chemicals or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep, and then that. Uh, dragged along for about 700 feet until finally he's going diagonally to the left, careening into the inside median, which Correct. is the left side median concrete barrier, comes to rest and then explodes in flames. Correct. Um, so, yeah, whenever we arrived on scene, um, the Sarge recognized it immediately. Um, for me, it took a minute because I was just like, because I, I was just like, that can't be the vehicle. I was in a state of doubt. I was Denial. like, there, there's, yeah, there's, there's no way. There's no way. That can't be her. That can't. And so once we got up to the scene, it was, in fact, her vehicle. Um, and it was just, uh, 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 I guess, uh, uh, mixed emotions. Tell me what those emotions were. It was more of, could I have done something better? Always. To prevent that. Always your first reaction. You know, especially because you just encountered this person. You know, um, I think that was the first thing that went through my mind is, how did this happen? And could I have done something better? But as I encounter more crashes as well, because uh, I like to believe, well, I know as an FTO now, is that crashes are kind of one of the most high-paced calls we're going to get. Mm-hmm. especially whenever you have multiple victims, um, mm-hmm. you have witnesses. Um, and especially if it's a major accident, you know, you still have people who want to look at the, 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 the crash and who are observant and want to be nosy, you know. Yeah. Um, so I also have to realize this sucks what I'm feeling right now, but I still have to control my scene, you know. Um, and that's kind of where I had to, like, switch, make that switch and be like, okay, 
I'm sympathetic. I feel like this sucks, but, you know, I still have a job to do at the end of the day because fire department still has to do their job. EMS still has to do their job, and they can't do their job whenever they have 20,000 people around them. Um, so that's kind of one thing I do like to teach whenever, you know, now that I'm a trainer, I like to teach um, my recruits or trainees is that, look, it doesn't matter how, I mean, it does matter, you know, what you're feeling. It does, you know, and it sucks what this person or child is going through. It does. But we need to be able to control our scene. We need to be able to maintain evidence, preserve evidence. Um, and only that, I mean, if you're acting as chaotic as everyone else around you, what help are you? That was a difficult thing to see. How did you feel when you saw her? Uh, because she was, it was, it was a pretty grisly uh, it was. scene. Yes. Uh, and what goes through your mind? How do you cope with it? How did you deal with it afterwards? So for me, it's kind of one of those things where you could see how she died. You can see that she tried to escape the vehicle. Right. Um, you know, be able to picture that in your head, like, okay, what was she doing? How did she try to get out? Yeah, I still you know, remember it to yeah. this day. Yeah. And, you know, and it was just like, you know, having to, I guess, reconstruct that incident in your head. It does take a toll on you because it's kind of like one of those things where it's just not a glimpse and you walk away. You have to literally stare at this scene and try to repicture it. Um, and it does. I mean, it does kind of stay in your head. You know, you know, to this day, I still I, I can still I can still remember sure. seeing it, um, you know, but how I cope with it. Um, it was just more of the people around me talking to them about it, <coughs> you know, being I, I think I don't think I honestly truly to believe that your your friends should not just revolve around law enforcement. Um, but also, I do think you should have a large quantity of officers that are your friends to talk about it because I feel like the normal populace, the normal, the normal citizenry, whatever you call it, citizenry, citizenry, <laughs> citizenry, wouldn't really understand the kind of things that we go through um, and be able to give us advice on how, how to overcome these emotions or this and sense trauma that you just experienced. Have you ever talked to your wife about it? I have, uh, I, and but I'll be honest with you, I don't talk to her extensively as I would with law enforcement. Right. Um, you know, and my justification for that is because it's bad enough that I experience it and you don't need to experience that. You don't need to see that, you know. Um, it's more for, it's, it's more of a uh, coping me mechanism for me you know because it's bad enough that i have to see it you know it shouldn't you shouldn't again and i do think it takes a toll as well i think because you have your spouses who want to know everything that you do who want to hear about the incident that you just encountered right um but it's kind of one of those things where i love you but i can't talk to you about it or i don't want to talk to you about it versus you know an ordinary officer who's my friend Oh, yeah, this is how it happened. This is how it happened. You know, this and this and that. So, and they understand. Yeah. Because, you know, some officers may experience the exact same thing that you just went through.
I want to hear about the time that uh, you got fussed at because you may or may not have brought a person who had just been released <coughs> from the fucking county so, jail. So please tell me about that story. In my defense. In my defense. Just tell the story organically. Okay. So I saw a guy walking on the highway, um, obviously under community caretaking. I wanted to make sure he was okay. So I checked out with him. And you checked all four pillars of community caretaking? Yeah. Um, yeah. Once I initiated contact uh, with him, yes. Uh, okay. All right. Once okay. I okay. initiated okay. contact okay. with right. him, yes. Just making sure <laughs> that you've satisfied all four pillars. Yes. Um, you know, he did ask for a ride. Um, well, and I actually offered a ride, and he said yes. So I ended up taking him to a neighboring city. And, uh, you know, um, he wanted to, he, at his request, he wanted to be dropped off at his mother's house. So at that point I was, I, I did contact our County to see if there was a criminal trespass out there. And you're leaving a very vital detail out. I'm getting there. He had just been released. He had just been released for assault. And he told you. He had just been released for assault. Against? Against Uh, his mother. uh, Okay. Yeah. Please continue. <laughs> so at that point, again, he did have a criminal trespass at his mother's house, and to which I told him, I said, you can't go to your mother's house, man. You can't. And so um, I ended up finding out that he does have, not he, but I guess his family has two properties right next to his mother's house. Right. At that point, you know, I've already offered a ride. Um, it's a courtesy transport. So, you know, I can either say, hey, I'm dropping you off I'm here dropping at this you gas, off at a gas station, station that's 11 feet away. Or I can tell you 20 million times, don't go to your mom's. Don't go to your mom's. Don't go to your mom's. Which, should I, which would I have picked? I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think I, was to, I, don't think <laughs> I would have made anything different, to be honest with you. Okay. It's fair to say that the family owns a large tract of property. Correct. And on each tract of property, which are adjoining, there's physical structure A and physical structure B. He had been criminally trespassed where his mother lives at physical structure mm-hmm. A. You're making the decision, okay, I can possibly bring him to physical structure B. Correct. Again, because um, he had a criminal trespass that I verified through the county from his mother's house. And you even went one step further. You said, okay, I'm going to drop you off around the corner from physical structure B. Correct. And you told him more or less 473,200 times <laughs> not to go back to his mother's place, right? Correct. So what was the fallout after that? I mean, how did this all come about and you so, getting fussed at? So again, I mean, um, for me, it was just an ordinary consensual encounter, community care tanking encounter. Um, I, I asked him, would you like for me to take you somewhere? He said, he agreed to it. He said, yes. Can you take me to my mom's house? But yeah, at that no, point, there's no doubt it's consensual. Yeah, but correct. so after this, you button it up. I'm clear. Yeah. And then uh, how do we? Uh, how so do we <laughs> I think approximately maybe no less than a week later. I can't remember how many days later. It, it wasn't. It was. It was like five days later because that okay. happened on like a Thursday, and I was dealing with this mess on a Sunday. Correct. Yeah. So we get an email saying that you know that. This county is making uh, deputies are making accusations that you guys dropped off this subject. Um, to which, I mean, I, I read the email. The county calls me and says, "Hey, we arrested uh, Bob Smith uh, again for domestic violence at physical structure A, and he told us that 
he was brought back here by one of your offices <coughs> from your agency. Correct. Uh, now I can I should permeate the discussion with he wasn't mad this deputy in mm -hmm. fact I knew him and he was like uh, yeah that's ha 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 you know like well shit happens and you know he's a dumbass and he's in custody so fuck him but I'm trying to get to the bottom of it I'm mm -hmm. investigating and eventually you get a department wide email from me correct explaining all this and saying essentially what basically that they were. Um Accusing one of the police officers of from our agency, correct, of dropping off the subject at his mother's house. And after a thorough investigation, it was determined that our officers, in fact, did not participate or so fuck transport this guy. The so fuck this deputy. <laughs> well, at that point, whenever I'm reading the email, because I remember it was maybe about twelve o'clock in the morning or something, maybe one o'clock a.m. Yeah, it was late. Like that. It was really, I'm going to really insert late. a sound here, uh -huh. post-production, of a phone vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I read the email, and I'm looking through it, and I'm just like, they don't know. They, they, they don't know that I transported the subject six days ago. And You're free and clear. It, yes, essentially, yes, I am. <laughs> they have already developed that. Their their conclusion of the investigation was unfounded. Right. So fuck um, the, fuck the county. They don't know what they're talking about. Correct. But in that moment, whenever I, again I'm reading the email, I'm thinking, I can't. I can, I can just say nothing. And probably seventy. There's a seven, eighty percent chance, ninety percent chance that they will never find out. Right. You know. Obviously, this is a big enough issue for, and since our supervisor. To say, hey, this wasn't they 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 made an accusation, but I found it to be unfounded, um, and I could have just left it there. But in, in deep down inside of me, I was just like, is that the best solution though? Because um, I'm contemplating in my head. You know, I think we have that natural instinct. I I, I do truly believe that lying is a natural ex instinct. Well, self-preservation, right? Correct. Right. Again, you're in a position where this isn't in the best interest of me, so I'd rather not do it. <laughs> right. Like, you put, put your hand over the hot stove. Correct. <laughs> so, in my head, I, I, I'm thinking two things. I cannot say anything, and no, nothing will be done about this. Like, you know, it's I, I'm not going to suffer any... I'm not going to suffer any disciplinaries, you know, essentially in my head. I'm not, nothing's going to happen from this if I don't say anything. Or I can step up. I can tell the truth or at least make them prairie to the details that they may have not had of this night. But I can, I can incent. But if I do come forward and say that, I may suffer some kind of disciplinary. Because obviously this is not something that you would have taken easily. And you decided to do what? I called you and I told you, I don't think this, uh, I told him, this is like, I, I can't recall, but I remember saying, I ended up telling you, hey, this isn't true. I did drop him off. All right. You know, and I gave you the details about what happened. <laughs> what was my reaction? Oh, man. I, I remember it to this day. Uh, cuss that um, a hard hard um, 
direct kind of uh, uh, verbal um, disciplinary, I guess. Had I ever been that angry Rep- at you? No. Right. No. To this day, still no. Because I, I've, I've, I've always viewed you as a friend and, um, you know, respect, even if it was a direct order. Hey, can I've, I, I, you know, can you please, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I <clears throat> you can stop me, you know, but even in the field, right? Please and thank you, please. Correct. I'm a big believer in yep. that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had some choice words for you. Very impactful at that. Impactful. And yes. so what, what's the fallout? So I remember telling you the details about it, and you ordered me to do an email to write up an email of the give me your incident. statement so i don't remember word by word but i did end up telling you that i made contact with him because he was on the side of the roadway um all your bullshit all right and, go on yeah and the and facts the <coughs> facts of, of of the incident and then here comes my write-up yep which is uh, about I, no less than eight pages <laughs> well it, it was about yeah it was a lengthy i was just like jesus you know, i'm you a little you could, you could accuse me of being a little wordy a little verbose like <laughs> how much information did you gather on this you know what i'm saying so <laughs> but yes uh so again i can't remember how long after the incident from the time of i submitted my email statement to you that was the conclusion of the ia investigation are you on um, pins and needles at that point, yes. I'm just like, you know, I, I need to calm down. You know, I can't be... Small department still having to come into work and very, see me. You're not on very, suspension or anything. Correct. Uh, and, yeah, pins and needles. Correct. <clears throat> and I remember, I, I do remember this as well. Even during the eye investigation, I attempted to talk to you about it. Right, right, um, right. And you wouldn't budge. And I was just like, okay. Because at that point, I, I, had, I hadn't received notice that... I was officially on an IA investigation, right. but I knew something was going to come up of it. Right. In the back of my head, I'm just like, there's no way he's not going to do anything. Like, I know <laughs> something's going to happen. So I think it was like the longest maybe week, I think. May, it was, it was a, like, it was, like the longest week of my life. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, man, am I going to have a job tomorrow? Like, should I just start gathering my uniforms and, you know, getting ready to turn it in or something like that? You know, so it was it was very, very nerve-wracking very nerve-wracking coming to come to work every day you know and on top of that I still have to do my normal patrol duties and right. respond to calls and stuff like that on the back of my head I'm just like okay I know I know I'm, I'm an unfit I know unofficially I know I'm being investigated I know that right so if I do something else in the course of this internal investigation is that it for me so it was a very, very long, long, uh, stressful, <laughs> stressful week for me. So you get time. the write-up? and I get the write-up. What's the, what's the discipline? So the, there, there is no discipline. There, it's, it's a written reprimand. It's a written reprimand that, you know, um, there, is no, there is no actual... There's no suspension. Physical, no, you know, yeah, yeah. punishment. Right. And it's, well, believe me, I wanted to physically punish you. <laughs> believe me. Fuck. If, 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 I could, if I could swap out all that fucking memo writing for just fucking whooping your ass. Um, but basically what we're saying is you got a written reprimand that remains in your file. Uh, after six months, it disappears forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, uh, um, it, it concluded your, it concluded the investigation. Correct. I chewed your ass. Correct. <clears throat> uh, you disagreed with it a little bit. 
You I just, did. Yeah. And I did. You, you, you said, you, you asked me, can I appeal it? Can I, you know, you, we right. talked about that. And uh, your main point of contention was, I guess, what you're saying, or, or like you said earlier, you don't feel like you necessarily would have done anything differently, which I, to yeah. this day I still hold as fucking asinine. But, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, you, you, but so what did you learn from this experience? So I, 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 I like to put myself in both of our shoes as well. Um, I can see it from an administrative standpoint how this could be, this could have been a humongous amount of liability. You know, whatever. I had. Let's start off with it's embarrassing. Very. I would agree with you. Right. You know, even an accusation in itself from another department is embarrassing, whether it's truthful or not. The fallout from this and your feeling and uh, it could have been embarrassing. It, it was embarrassing at the minimum. At, a, at the bare minimum, it's embarrassing. At the worst, liability. Correct. Um, you had a decision to make. You, you could have said, uh, and you talked about it a little bit, right? Correct. I didn't have to say anything. Correct. What makes you say, uh, okay, I need to step up and, and talk about this and, and, and tell the truth? For me, it was more of a instant omission. Because um, an omission's a lie. Correct. It was more of not making you prairie to the amount of information I've had. Whenever you've already concluded your investigation and you were closed it out, cause you know, case closed shut. But for me, it was more of I still have to work with this guy every single day, knowing that I I didn't give him everything. I didn't give him all the details that I that I know. You know, um, but not only that, also I think about it from a liability standpoint as well. Um, if something would have came out from this six months ago, eight months ago, maybe two years from now, um, what if, you know, the DA does their own investigation? They find, in fact, well, your officer did drop him off. How does that look on the officer? Me? Well, he may have a venerable affirmative defense to the criminal trespass charge. Yeah. Um, she could have gotten, the mom could have gotten hurt or killed. Yeah. But, um. You stepped up and you, you did you did something. You, <clears throat> I, I want to highlight this. You did something that um, a lot of people are faced with this decision of, okay, this could be bad for me. You talked earlier about self-preservation, but it's something I've got to, I just got to say something. I just got right. to come out from it. And you, you step forward and, and our, earlier you said our, our word is our bond, for lack of a better word, our integrity, the way we handle things. And... Our word is everything. Correct. I really do think, I mean, even in today's day, um, I think an officer, a police officer's statement or, you know, um, I, th I still think the statements that we make, whether it's in court, whether it's in the field, still hold value. And since this officer has to be telling the truth because he's a cop. Right. Um, we're given deference. Correct. Um, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, it's it's my word, a police officer's word over a citizen's word, in which it does hold weight. Both of them hold weight. Mm -hmm. But in the totality of the circumstances, I do believe that, that a police officer's word will hold more weight than a general citizen's word. Um, because, again, I think we're, 
how do I say, where we have this power to where you have to be truthful because somebody's life, essentially, somebody's freedom life depend on it. So you need to be truthful. So going back, how that correlates to my decision on telling you was because, again, if I can't be truthful with you, how can I be truthful in court? Or if this if this does end up coming up later on, you know, and they find out I'm not being truthful, worst case scenario, you know, they say this officer's his testimony is untruthful. It's 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 unreliable. Well, now you're Brady. Brady. Now you're going to be placed on the Brady list. Are you going to be able to work for us anymore? Nope. <laughs> you won't even be able to be a cop anymore. And relating back to your um, intoxication, mm-hmm. manslaughter, the easy way. Or the hard way that is going to cause grief, pain, agita, mm-hmm. anxiety for you. And you choose the hard way because? For me, it was more of I want to gather the most information I can possible. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. And, and we, we always have to choose the right thing. Correct. You can't put a price on your integrity. No. But also, again, we're not the only ones that suffer from this. It's also our victims. Um, you know, in something like this where, again the intoxication manslaughter or intoxication assault um, she didn't ask for this she didn't want to live this kind of life you know she didn't ask to be essentially brain dead so and her family it, it, it doesn't just it doesn't just affect the persons involved it affects everything it affects the family um, if she works it affects the work environment um, so it, yeah. yes. so whether it's the victims and her family correct or it's your integrity. Correct. It's worth it. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, subscribing, and sharing. Please rate and review the show on your favorite platforms. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Our website is nfipodcast.com, YouTube at nfipodcast. And please reach out to us at podcast at nfipodcast.com. Let me know what you think. New episodes released weekly or whenever I feel like it. Help us spread the word and tell us what you think. Share it with a friend. Stay safe and remember, do your job.